Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's been a lot of interest in the gold country. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a chip up in that quarter, we had a real chance of putting it in that quarter. Is that round 15 just completed now? Yeah, uh, pretty much in charge round. My name's yeah. Josh. Oh, yeah, Heath. I mean, people get used to the fucking uh, <laughs> names. Um, and Brenton's not here because uh, we've been moving house all weekend, um, which is also why we haven't seen as much footy as we normally would. Because uh, between moving house means we also changed uh, the Foxtel connection over to the new place, which means all the accounts we're running off to watch uh, Foxtel go have been suspended until today. <laughs> so I couldn't catch up. Um, so I did watch the Hawthorne yeah. game on AFL Smart Replay. Um, mm. I was like an idiot too, just refreshing. I'm like, come on, hurry up. When's it going to update? When's it update? Um, so for your information, about half past 10 on Sunday morning is when I got the Saturday night games. So that's when I got to start watching it. Um, but we do have something football related about um, Saturday night is that we attended a trivia night at Robbie Gray's home club uh, the East Burwood Footy Club yeah home of the Rams the mighty Rams oh yeah it says um, which um, should do well if they're trying to recruit Kiwis but anyway um, do, do you notice it was Robbie Robbie Gray's home club uh, they they did have it around there a little bit. I, I saw it up um, behind the bar, and Jeezy looked um, different when he was a first one. They had a, a plaque up for when he got his uh, NAB Rising Star nod in 2007 or eight or whenever it was. Tell you what, though, they'd, uh, they'd love to have him back, because i tell you what, there weren't too many young mobile uh, players hanging around that night. Did, didn't look like... I think it was held at a football club, but I don't think it was run by the football club. But it was. There weren't many players there. Yeah. But... Um, Anyway, one thing I wanted to bring up was uh, when we rocked up, we found out it was an 80s-themed uh, night, and so everyone else was in costumes. Yeah, this is at the front door we found this out. Yeah, as soon as we walked in, I thought, well, oh, fucking fluoro tights, fair enough. Um, but anyway, when we got up there, I thought, oh, okay, this is clearly themed. Um, but uh, at the end of the night, they decided to have the costume contest and, and decide, you know, who won the basket of alcohol or whatever it was. Nobody on our table dressed up. I think only one person knew it was the theme night, and they decided not to tell anyone else, because <laughs> we wouldn't have dressed up anyway. This so we picked the one guy who happened to be wearing a tie, and went, up you go. Um, you know, just for a joke. What? God knows why. Yeah, the the problem with their judging, they didn't have a judge panel, they judged by applause. Yeah, I was getting to that. I thought, what a waste of time, because there was one guy dressed as Beetlejuice, and he'd done a very good job dressing oh, as Beetlejuice. Oh, he'd gone all out. So I even said, like, what's the point of going up? He's won. And then they announced, we're going to judge it by level of a uh, level of cheering. And instantly, Brenton <laughs> goes, Aaron's got this. Aaron's our guy in the in the tie. We said, he's got this. And all of us went, yep. And sure enough, they left him to last, which is lucky. The biggest robbery you've ever seen. 
he won the costume prize because he wore a tie. Yeah, we we fifa it. <laughs> I still don't know what costume they thought it was. I, I told him, say you're Gordon Greco, because Wall Street came out in the, eight, in the 80s. It wasn't really a power suit or anything, but my God, it was the funniest thing I've ever uh, been a part of. I don't know why, but just, I couldn't believe it. Beetlejuice must have been pissed. And you know what the... the most hilarious part of all that was Beetlejuice. The guy, he went with the makeup, he went with the suit, he had the shoes, it, it he had little perfect. tricks, he had everything. And then after that, they auctioned off uh, certain services and the money went to charity. Uh, he's apparently a psychic. Did not see this cunt coming, did you? No. So uh, he's apparently a shit psychic. Yeah. All, all pity I, all, uh, I had for him evaporated instantly. <laughs> but anyway, that was um, the almost football-related anecdote for the week. Um, we'll get into the footy. Um, and what little of it we did see. Um, some ordinary games on the weekend. Even the radio was trying to dress it up to try and make it a little bit more interesting. We started with Friday night with uh, Essendon versus North. and Yeah, uh, well, Todd Goldstein versus Essendon. Todd, yeah, well, may as well have been. Well, at uh, half time, he was the leading possession getter, um, leading free kick getter, and he had the most points and even had a, a sneaky shot at goal. I think he. Uh, set a record for um, one of the dream teams or super coaches or one of them um, for for a number of points. Um, but look, Essendon have gone into a few games without a ruckman. Was it them that went over to West Coast and Nick Natanui said he was um, insulted that they didn't take a ruckman? <laughs> well, but poor old McKern. If, if Natanui was insulted, Goldstein was positively belittled. He, he, I don't think it didn't look like he cared. Um, but McKernan couldn't help but give away a free kick every time he went near him. Well, they. McKernan did everything he could possibly do. I agree. I don't think he... he, he, It's not his fault. No, it's just... You can say who's the best ruckman in the comp, and you're normally talking about Goldstein, Mumford, uh, Sandilands, Natanui, but any of those four will give an absolute bath to a bloke like McKernan who has struggled to fit into a side and is a relieved ruckman at best. At best, yeah. Um, But he, he tried to leap early. That didn't work. He tried to leap late. That didn't work. He tried to run into him. That didn't work. He tried to wrangle him around the neck. That didn't work. He tried to run him down, run him over, run him beside, double team, triple team. None of that shit worked. Um, But he kept trying. He did keep trying, and I think that'll give him a game for the rest of the season because there were plenty of other players that did not. Well, I think because he's a rookie, I think he's set for the rest of the season because Joe Watson's on the injured list and he's not going to get off that. Um, but you can't blame McCurdy. He's just he's no. played out of position, and they don't want to. They got J- Jonathan Giles, who might be crap, but at least he's big crap. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not playing him. Um, and James Gwilt still looks like he did at St Kilda, which is a liability. But anyway, <laughs> um, well, the second thing I saw in this game was Brent Harvey. You know, he got the sub vest last week. And apparently it uh, lit the fire because, fuck, he got 34 touches. Yeah, it's not bad. He's still, uh, um, he likes to give handballs to stationary targets. I'll say that. Um, yeah. There's not many handballs he gives out that doesn't get followed with a handball receive. Yes. Which is he's, good, I guess. It's uh, <laughs> very much a veteran move. He does expect the handball back. And so often you see uh, a player who's 55, 60 out. And, I thought you were uh, talking about his age. Well, nearly. And Brent Harvey's running by, and you're like, oh, he's going to be calling for the handball. You, you have to know he's calling for the handball. Um, or if he's 55, 60 out, it's like he's going to balk to his right and kick, and often happens. Um, watching the game, I was swearing at the television so fucking much just because they were kicking it 35 to the th- spot 35 metres in front of goal and hoping that Ben Brown could take a mark, or Drew Petrie, which was the trouble that he was not 
He wasn't field. there. Yeah, which, which did hurt his chances. Yeah, it, it, it didn't help things. And also, Jared Waite. Uh, although, in fairness, I've I've been on Waite for quite a while. I've said he's shit, and by and large, he is. He's no more shit than he was at Carlton. No, but he did actually have some brilliant forward pressure in this game. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, so I think, fuck it, do a tarrant and shove him back. Um, yeah, it's probably not going to hurt so much. I thought, um, speaking of Tarrant, I thought Tarrant was all right. He's He got um, a bath in, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Or was it even last week? Who did North play last week? I can't even remember now. Um, Gold Coast. Was that, no, was Gold Coast week before week we lost before. that one. Uh, we won last week against... You know what? I reckon we went and saw it. We did. It was Boomers 398th. And we he went was in the vest... Oh, that was Geelong. Yes. I had Geelong in my mind, and I'm like, no, no, that's not it. No, he, he um, beat uh, Tom Hawkins. Uh, For the second well time truly. of the year. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's strung two good ones together after Dixon gave him a bath in the week before. Uh, Thompson was on Dixon more, but the back line got he's still fucking him, yeah. hammered. Um, on the Essendon side of things, look, they're just waiting for the end of the season now. Um, oh, they're think, fucking hoping. Um, Hurley had a, had a really good game. Uh, all Australian level, and we've we've said it before, Hurley, he is a, a sort of bloke you build a backline around. Yeah, his kicking let him down a few times this year, but it, it wasn't as bad on mm. um, on Friday night, well, for most of, the, most of the night. Still had a couple of uh, little wayward ones. Um, and after um, Joey Danaher... Uh, essentially won them the asset in the game against Melbourne the week before missed one from the goal square you feel like oh fuck not again yeah that was that was weird he should have even had the ball yeah um yeah I, I don't know I, I don't know what's going on um the other thing is too Dyson Heppel who's helped them so much uh Ben Jacobs shut him right exactly down exactly what I was just thinking um uh, you know end of last year when Levi Greenwood decided he could get more money at Collingwood um as a pay per match, he's doing really well. At he's the doing brilliantly. Uh, he's had one, but um, Ben Jacobs was struggling to get a game, and all of a sudden, he's tagged Heppel out. He's tagged. Um, well, he did a pretty good job on five. He's done relatively decent jobs on uh, Selwood last week. Uh, yeah, he's had Selwood. Um, he's he's done really well. And you must say, uh, not just yourself, but a much maligned um, player for the Kangaroos. That uh, every club has their whipping boy. Um, and I, I was it the game against Port Adelaide we went and saw earlier on in the year. He butchered everything he touched. So yeah. look, it looks like they've um, gone from mate. Yeah, we need to give you a role. We'll make it a run with role. And he's um, doing the best that he can. And if that's what it means, if, if that's what he has to do to keep his spot on the side each week, then he's doing himself no harm. Oh, he's one of the first inclusions. Yeah. Because uh, in terms of decision making, we've got a lot of young lads who are shit. Um, there was one play I saw Mullet run down. I think it was Heppel. Uh, ran him down, tackled him, holding the ball. Beautiful. And then decides, all right, we'll switch it. And he kicked across the <laughs> face of goal 50 metres out and it got intercepted and it's just, what the Why fuck is wrong? There's no one back. He's just running into an empty goal. I can't remember who did it. Um, and but, uh, Yeah, it was terrible. I'll say it again. It's North Melbourne is such a different side with Nicky Del Santo in there. He is Absolutely. So, such a calm head. He, he's, he's not rushed. Um, it uses the ball so well. Um, they need to go through him as much as possible. And they, they try to. But he's your classic every club needs midfielder. Like yep. He always seems to have time. He's good on both sides of the body. He's big enough to take bumps when he needs to. Um, you know, you look at Voss, Swan, uh, anyone with that sort of build and ability, you want in your club. You want at least yeah. one. 
No, he's, he's uh, done very well. Um, and you've you got to say, Harvey coming up for a 400 this weekend, um, not as much fanfare compared to Dustin Fletcher, I'd have to say. Well, not that I've seen it yet. I mean, that, uh, North Melbourne are doing a better um, job. They're making the Guernsey after him. I actually um, like the Guernsey. I really do. Uh, it does. It looks good. It's um, It doesn't go over the top. Uh, it uh, gives credence to you know the, the achievement that it is. Um, well, it was, it was a pretty good effort. Yeah. But, um, oh, the other one. There was uh, an interview earlier on uh, after the game. They showed that play where uh, Thompson kicks it out along the wing. And uh, Goldstein, Goldstein picks his pocket? Yeah, McKernan and Heppel uh, around Goldstein. And McKernan juggled it up just perfectly for Goldstein to grab it. And it, it looked like he had the ball on a string, which he pretty much did all night. Kicks it long to Ben Brown, who's on his own. And finally, they're fucking kicking to open uh, <laughs> players in the forward line. Takes a mark and kicks goal number four. And it's a beautiful play. It's the sort of thing that every team wishes could happen every fucking rebound from the back line. But uh, they're doing an interview for some power tool company afterwards with Ben Brown and um, Goldie. Had a bit of a chat. And then as soon as they start talking, you see Boomer's head just go right across in front of camera. And <laughs> Goldie's starting to talk about how he's playing. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Boomer. Off he goes. I'm just amazed you can get Boomer in shot with uh, Goldie and Brown. Uh, I thought he might have stuck, snuck underneath the bottom of the frame. <laughs> I, I think he had to get on a stepladder to get in frame, but... Uh, uh, he's, zero, he's, he's willing to do that. <laughs> zero fucks were given. <laughs> but, you know, when you come up to your 400th, I guess you can do what the you fuck you do want. Do whatever you like. Um, so on to the next game, if you go the mouse. Uh, down at Skilled Stadium, uh, Geelong and the Bulldogs. And again, I listened to this one while moving heavy fucking furniture. So uh, I couldn't tell who was swearing more, the, the people watching it or me um, lifting shit. Um, so I did catch some of the re- uh, the highlights of it. There's an awesome smother from Cramery on uh, Stevie J in the goal square. Um, almost a shame that this game was at Skilled Stadium because if it was at any other ground, that would have been the highlight of the day for the crowd. Um, but uh, the, the old Geelong faithful might have felt a bit robbed. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Motlop, but geez, he's he's really stood up in this game. He he won it for them essentially. He did, but geez, I like to see him stand up in um, in bigger games. He, yeah, he yeah, does have a tendency mean. to you know do the big things um, when the pressure's off. Yeah, I mean, you look at his stats, and they very much uh, mirror Jimmy Bartels. Which, if you're going to take after a player... Oh, it's not a bad one. Not yeah, a bad one. You stick with him. Um, the other one for me is Blitzars. He has just had a breakout year. Uh, he is going beautifully. Yeah, he, there's a lot of people that reckon he might be um, one or two in the uh, Cats' best and fairest at the minute. Um, certainly as a, a unique player. Well, I, I think he's gone to that status. If they vote down to six, which I think most uh, best and fairest do... Oh, they all do it weirdly. He'd be getting votes every week. Uh, he'd yeah, be in their chance. top third every week. Um, uh, Tomahawk kicked three after getting beaten last week. Even though he kicked a couple, he still got beaten. Um, but Josh Caddy has really come on. Um, nearly thirty touches, uh, 40 touches on the day um, to go with a goal. Uh, I think he might have um, scored a, a shit ton of um, uh, player ratings or some shit that they show on the AFL website. Um, Supercoach points. Yeah, he, he wasn't first in the super coach points, but it was some other fucking points. You know, there's so many different ones now. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the other ones. Anyway, um, it, uh, the poor old doggies just couldn't get over the line. Um, they're still in the eight, though, um, which Geelong aren't. So Geelong are trying their best to, to close that gap in um, with this one. But um, look, uh, it was um, it was a game. 
that's what you can say. Uh, one thing uh, with the Bulldogs, uh, it was good to see Jack Redpath, uh, Jack Redpath get another game. I really liked his work in the VFL Grand Final last year. Um, and, and for a team that's screaming out for needing a key forward for years, you know, they're trying to, uh, they got uh, big Tom Boyd, but he's going to take time. I, I was hoping he'd take a, a bigger step up than he has, and I'm sure a lot of Bulldogs fans are too, um, feeling the same way about him. But um, yeah, it's good to see, at least he's on the scoreboard a couple of weeks in a row. With Geelong, they've got a lot of blokes who are, well, probably not going to go on next year. A couple of 300 gamers there. Yeah. Do you reckon, do you reckon Bartel goes around again? You know what? It's going to sound weird, but I hope not. Um, he's taken a lot of knocks to the head, um, mm. and they add up a lot. He's not the burning midfielder um, he used to be. Um, his role in the team has changed a lot, and he tries to almost be the marshal across the back line and pinch hitting in the middle a little bit. Um, mm. One of my favourite players to watch when he's on. Yeah, he is classy. But you want to leave before... Um, you have to go. Yeah, like we're, we're talking about um, with uh, Richie when we're doing the uh, the Balls Deep interview. Um, with the we're talking about um, at sumo wrestling, the Yokozunas. As yeah. soon as they start to fall off, they're forced into retirement. Yeah, so you, you can't see the legend um, crumble. Yeah, um, that's the only reason I'd like to see Jimmy Bartel hang up the boots. Good enough to go around for another year, maybe even two. But I, I don't want to see it where he's struggling for his spot. Well, you look at um, some of their senior players. I mean, straight away you've got um, Hamish McIntosh, who's got three weeks for an injury. He's not coming back. I can't see him playing again. No, they love their tools, but... Um, he's They've got no value out of him at all. He's third or fourth um, down the down the pecking order. Yeah, and why? Like, you're getting nothing from him. You might get a season at best, and he's going to get injured during that time anyway. Um, Bartel, we've said he could probably go around. Stevie J, what are you going to do with him? Jeez, oh, I I didn't think he was um, good enough at the start of the year. He, he has picked up in the last month, um, but his first two months of the season were pretty awful. I think he even donned the vest at one stage. Yeah, he did. Uh, look, I think if he was, say, 22, his flashes of brilliance would be enough to keep him involved. But he's not. It's too many mistakes nowadays. But, I mean, you know, and he's obviously very popular with the Geelong faithful, so, I mean, that probably does enough. To me, he's a confidence player. Like when his confidence is up, he uh, takes the first good option every time. But when he's trying to think, "fuck, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up," he seems to just take too long to think and get caught. Well, there was even last week where was it uh, against North Melbourne where Walker took a mark on the boundary line, and Stevie J was still there, like, "Give it to me, I can give it, give it, give it." And Walker's like, "Fuck off!" You know? <laughs> and Stevie J looked absolutely um, insulted that he wouldn't handball the ball to him. Yeah. I mean, I don't fault Stevie J's hunger at all. He he wants oh, to play and he wants to dominate. He's he'd match Boomer Harvey in want to, for a goal and for a flag. <laughs> loves a goal. And jeez, uh, I, I wouldn't want to get in between either of those two in an open goal square. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, the, the Geelong um, kept their hopes alive to try and get back into the eight um, with the hard fought win over the doggies. Yep. Um, moving up north to Gold Coast versus GWS. Um, there's always a little bit of interest in these games because the two expansion sides yeah and each team has done it quite differently Gold Coast uh, you know recruited the best player probably of all time Um, well certainly conversation anyway gets my vote for best player of all time well you you could try and make arguments but geez, you'd have plenty of data to come back at you with Um, and GWS sort of said well we're going to recruit a team and we're going to build them up together and 
up until probably round two, you'd have to have said Gold Coast uh, have done the better job, but not now. No, nah, God, no. GWS um, are going to play finals. But uh, GWS did enough to get over the line, um, let's be honest. Uh, it was an okay game. Um, mm. And Gary Ablett still showed why he's... <laughs> it was almost... It was really funny how he missed the first half of the season, essentially. Um, and Nathan Fife has turned the world on fire. And Ablett's come back, and in the last two weeks, it's just gone, hey, guys, don't forget. This is what I can do. Yeah, there's 10... Uh, well... He can poll votes in, what, eight rounds? Yeah, something like that. Uh, With seven games to go. Yeah, so nine rounds. So that's 27 possible votes. He's probably already put his hand up for a few of them. Oh, he's got, I reckon, in the last two weeks, at least five. Yeah, I'd say so. So just keep that up till the end of the season, and, uh, you know, you never know. But look at that. 30 touches he's had, 25 kicks. So that shows you he's not mucking around. Um, and you would have seen it replayed many times. The uh, was it the smother off Haynes? I think it was Haynes. Oh yeah. The smother gather kick goal. No worries. You know, just any day of the week. That's just what he does. When he writes a textbook on how to play footy, and if he doesn't, then every football journalist in the country will be disappointed. You might call it the Bible, even. I hope he does because look, whether he does a, a movie, a podcast, a textbook. A, fucking scratch in the sand you'll have every footballer at every level wanting to learn that shit you'll have them worshipping it in a thousand years time yeah be careful at that table that's my knee um although i did check the uh coaches association votes today and and devon smith got uh, the full compliment um rather than than gary but you know when your team wins that tends to happen a little bit and i think sometimes gary ablett gets marked differently as well because you you expect a lot different from him than uh, anybody else yeah and look devon smith is for a G- midfielder kick forward, well, yeah, you know, smaller forward. It's pretty decent. Um, it's not a bad effort. Plus, GWS are hurting in their injury list. And, they are as well. And they're still pulling young guns out. Like, Smith, you'd have to say, hasn't had the, the best season. No, he's had a great season, I thought. I, I, I would have thought he's decent without being a standout. Uh, in a GWS forward line, that does look pretty dangerous a lot of the time. But um, He runs G- through the midfield a lot. Though. Yeah, but it just they keep bobbing up. Like, you think, oh, here's someone I want to watch, and then... Cameron might have a bad game, but then someone else steps up. You have Griffin coming through, having a great one. The or, great Cameron, uh, Cam McCarthy steps up. Yeah, and you just, you're just you spoiled with uh, talent you want to see. It's, um, it's, I, I actually really like watching GWS play footy. Yeah, it's a good... They looked a lot better with Mumford in the middle, but... Um, yeah, that's... It's, what can you do? Um, is he season? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um the other thing with GWS, the important thing for them is signing and keeping their players. And I think they announced another one during the week who's uh, uh, Cornelio, I think, signed on. But um, it just means they've got just about everybody except um, Adam Trelaw, who's been linked to Collingwood all year. But um, it's uh, be interesting to see um, if he does stay on because uh, that's a pretty good nucleus they've assembled. Well, by now, you'd say if Trelaw does go... You can get him covered. Yeah, exactly. It's not dire straits if they lost him. Yeah, and look, um, Mumford is out, but a lot of the other guys, Pat Full come back, comes back next week. Um, she'll, he'll be out until finals time, which is probably... You wouldn't think that GWS are going to do much in finals, so you'd probably say, look, lad, just get yourself right for next year. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, he was killing it this year, though. He's so. a superstar. That's uh, what, you want him right. I um, think if they're going to play their first final this year, if they stay in the eight, because they're still in there at the minute, they're going to want him there, I think. What, do you reckon vest him or something? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. 
but he, he's too good to leave out, you know, to save for next year. Yeah, it's, in, in my opinion, he's too good to ruin for what could be a, a brilliant four or five years. And yeah. look, he's even good enough to to go the whole hog and get the Charlie at some stage or, or lead the side to a strong finals campaign. So well, I still think you'd you, you score in uh, double-digit votes this year, I reckon, oh, uh, yeah. even though he's out for half the season. Yeah, he, it'd be either him or Mumf- Mumford leading the team for yeah. the goal, uh, Brownlow votes. But um, oh, look, I want to see how Patville goes when he comes back too. Coming back soon, hopefully. It's always nice when you've got a, a, a big bloke who can get shit done. Yeah, yeah, an experienced campaigner too. Um, you know, he's back-to-back best and fairest up at Brisbane before he came down. Mm. Um, so he's a good pick-up for GWS, you know. And, and you got to say, it's a good move by um, Brisbane that uh, letting him go there because uh, he, he said he's looking to retire in Sydney and if he can yeah. get there early, he can. So um, they've done well. Yeah. Um, and he's slotted in well for GWS. They've been very fortunate with um, some of the senior players that have come to them, I- like Heath Shaw and... To me, it'll be uh, what happens in the off season for GWS that's really going to set the tone for everything because they were they were full tilt at um, Buddy. Oh, the AFL is still pissed that, yep. that Franklin didn't go to GWS because that would have been just an absolute fucking goldmine. Yet GWS have just uh, sort of they're doing fine. Yep, they've powered on. So where do you see their gaps? Where are they going to? I don't see them as lacking anything I, in particular, uh, except for a little bit of. Uh, class and experience. Uh, they've got plenty of experience. They just need more of it in their uh, midfield. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, they got added Griffin this year and Callum Ward um, they got from the Bulldogs as well. Uh, it's just they, those other ones like Smith and mm. uh, Toby Green, um, Dylan Shield that you mentioned. If they were if they were having a tilt at Buddy, they've got dollars to spend at the end of this they year. They did have, yeah. And um, they, they'll have a, a fair bit of pull on players who... You know, you you go for a big name if you wanted to, yeah. or two middle name. Anyway, um, but they're also at the point where they don't need to sell the farm to land a big name. No, very true. Um, people are going to want to get on board because even though uh, GWS doesn't have a massive following, they're going to be building something special. Yeah, uh, I I think they're a, a team that's going to have a lot of success in the intermediate future. No, of course they are. Um, so then we head. Uh, to Etihad Stadium um, and I realised uh, that uh, it wasn't played at the MCG because of uh, the, the soccer that was on but uh, West Coast don't get many looks at the MCG this year so um, I think even they would have been disappointed that they had to go out to Etihad to play Collingwood but uh, anyway they got out there and got the job done I think this is uh, four losses in a row to Collingwood four or five but yeah they've had a had a bit of an ordinary run they've had an ordinary run but They've they've shown something. Um, oh, they've been all losses. They have been honourable losses. And look, Collingwood, they're not going to win the flag this year, and they would know that. But they're blooding a lot of bloody good players. Even Joffa admitted, "Yeah, look, we're not going to make finals this year." And I thought, well, all right, but they're, they're showing something. They're doing a lot better than I thought they would. Well, you got um, Crisp, who's having you know pretty good season. Degoe, who's broken out really well. He's doing well for his first year. Um, Jack Frost, we talked about him last week. His ability to just take the game on, I think is going to make him an absolute superstar. Um, there's been a couple of misses. Jesse White, I think they'll probably get rid of. Well, well, actually, Jesse White becomes very important right now, because Travis Cloak's out. Um, yep. And it's not a shocking injury, but it's going to be a couple of weeks at least. Um, they've just got through their toughest part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he misfires as much as he fires. But he is um, nearing 30, so now it's a chance for, okay, we they won't be cloak conscious up forward. 
Uh, they won't have him roaming around centre half forward even. So uh, Jesse White, it's time to stand up. He's playing for his Guernsey. Um, he especially has to, has to be, especially because there's they've got a decent set of small forwards. So if he can just even just bring it to ground in front of him, he'll have done his job. Yeah, well, um, and there's a good chance to show that he is worth it because he could be playing for his Guernsey. Like mm. you said, he's at his second club now. Um, he's got to show more than he has. Uh, but otherwise, um, look, they need um, to find some more run through the midfield as well. Mm. Um, you've got um, uh, Pendlebury and Swan that are getting no younger, but can still go on for a couple of years. But it is good to see that Marley Williams has uh, backed up a couple of good games. Yeah, this uh, game really will decide a lot of what happens in September just because Cloak's out, but so is McGovern. And that is a massive out for West Coast. Yeah, especially with West Coast uh, play Frio, Sydney, and Hawthorne all in the next four weeks. Mm. Um, and geez, they're going to they're going to miss him. And look, I'll admit that uh, the start of this season, I thought West Coast would be oh, second half of the ladder at best. Yeah, I was way wrong. Um, their oh, midfield has been the class of the comp. Um, like they, they, Prittis would be probably in the top five players in the league, but. The next three or four midfielders like, are probably top 20 in the league. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Is, is You don't need um, uh, the absolute superstars. You just need a, a good mix. Um, mm. So that, say, your, your fifth or your sixth midfielder is still pretty good. Yep. And, and that's what you're after. And they've got that. You know, with uh, uh, Pritis and um, Elliot Yo, who's had a great season. Yeah. Andrew Gaffs, who's probably um, best on ground on, on the night. Um, and Wellingham's even, he's popped up. Um, he's been average um, in his time over at the West Coast, but um, he's having uh, probably his best year for a long time. Yeah, there's been talk about uh, Scott Silwood might be heading over Geelong to join his brother. I don't think West Coast will miss him. No, I don't think they will either. I uh, think they'd be like, all right, see ya. Again, another popular player uh, and probably, you know, the, the experienced head around the club. But look, skill-wise, um, I think they can more than cover him. Well, especially now they're not paying the head down free kick so much. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's hurt the old Selwood clan, unfortunately. Yeah, yep. But look, um, West Coast still sitting second. Um, they've got, like we said, the, the other they play the other three top four sides in the next month. Um, that's really going to decide if they're a top two or a top four side because um, I, I can't see them dropping out of the four at no, this stage. No, and I can see them probably beating Frio. Um, Geez, it'd be a good game. It's going to be a red-hot game. If it's one versus two in the Western Derby late in the year, I know they've already had one versus two at the start of the year, it's, oh, God, if they can't get something, some excitement around that. Jeez, if, if, if West Coast do beat Frio, though, do you reckon Ross Lyon's going to start having fucking panic attacks? <laughs> Rebuild. <laughs> Rebuild from the top of the ladder. That's how you do it. All these stupid bastards rebuilding from the bottom. Fuck that. Rebuild from the top. Well, it's a much quicker rebuild if you're already winning. Isn't it? Yeah. That's what way, Hawthorne, way easier. That's what Hawthorne did after 2013. Rebuild, Premiership 2014. Done. <laughs> but yeah, look. Most uh, successful rebuild ever. We'll move on to uh, Swans versus Hawthorne. Oh, it's a, it's a great tie-in. Yeah, uh, Hawthorne won. Uh, so we'll move on to Frio. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. I've, I've, I've already watched the game once uh, on replay. I'm probably going to watch it again. Look, uh... It, it was pretty much Australia v England in the Ashes, uh, this match. It just, well, I'll, Swan's I'll, got... I'll go the opposite. Belted. I'll say it wasn't. Um, this was a very weird match, because if you're looking at the team stats, and everyone's everyone's pointed this out, Swan's won a lot of the KPIs. Like, um, they won the possession count. I think they won the tackle count. 
Contested possession, um, clearances. clearances yeah. um, hitouts that weren't that much difference. Inside 50s, I think Hawthorne had one more than them, yet they got absolutely smacked on the scoreboard. Um, when, when you were watching it, you'd see... Um, I'm trying to figure out what's really happening because um, the disposal efficiency was high for Hawthorne, um, but it wasn't abnormally high like it was against Frio. I think it was in the 80s. This was in 75. To me, it's decision-making. Um, a lot of it is. I saw a lot of the Sydney possessions were giving it to a player who was about to be under pressure, whereas Hawthorne would look past that player to the next guy who's not, and they'd pick the person who wasn't under pressure nine times out of ten. I think it's also those handballs. Um, it was rare that they handballed to a, a man standing still. Yes, it was handball to a moving target who was going to give it off to another moving target. And, and they wouldn't handball it to a person that was within three metres because the player who's covering him can cover that person. There was quite a, a number of goals. It looked like circle work at training. Mm. Just so crisp and it goes like like a, a pinball. Just go bang, bang, bang and goal. And you'd see that the poor Swan defender who uh, was probably doing nothing wrong is just going, where's it going, where's it going? Where's it going? Oh, shit, that's a goal. Um, it was also, it's very weird that... Um, Sydney decided to go the unsociable football tactic. Yeah, I, look, it's a bit like lining up um, against um, Mike Tyson in an MMA fight and going, you know what, I'm going to stand up with him. Yeah, look, I would, um, I would never ever count Sydney out come September because no. they're playing to win in September. Um, so maybe they decided to keep a couple of tactics dry, but uh, you, you'd have to think even if you're trying to do that. You don't want to get pants like you did here. Uh, they didn't win a quarter. Uh, oh no, wait, their, their second quarter no. wasn't too bad. But the, they just got annihilated in the third. Um, it was it was a procession at times, and also it showed the value of um, uh, goal kicking. Um, look, Hawthorne were on. There's just mm. no other way for it. They were, goals around the corner. They were kicking, and you know, uh, a month ago they were missing set shots dead in front. Um, so it. it, it it just goes to show what I think we already knew, and that's when Hawthorne is on, they can't be beaten. Um, Sydney were off, and it so happens that they get flogged um, because Hawthorne were on. When Sydney are on, they got a chance. But hmm. yeah, with, with like that, it's just so hard. I do think, even though um, in this in this game, Goods had a decent game, twenty three disposals. He's okay. I I don't think he's going to play in their next premiership. I just don't feel like he's he's not the player he was, and you know that happens with age. But I I don't think he's contributing in a way that helps the team in that position. I think look at the start of the year, I would have said the same. But he's he's been probably their fifth best player for the last month, like consistently their fifth best player. If you know what I mean, um, he, he's shown that he he's in their best twenty two right now, mm. and for me that should be enough. Um, is he going to be the best 22 next year? Well, he's doing better this year than I thought he would. So, mm. I mean, that's all you can say. And I know he doesn't want to retire until he gets that uh, third premiership. He's publicly said it. The only reason he's going on is because yeah. he wants another premiership. Well, again, can't fall his hunger. Um, unlike, say, Tippett, who I don't think is hungry enough. Uh, I think he's very fortunate he got uh, a broken hand. Um, it saved uh, John Longmire the indignity of uh, uh, dropping him. Because he deserves to be dropped. He's not doing anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like, with all the shit they went through getting him, uh, with the suspension yep. and, you know, all the back alley deals and whatnot, he has done sweet but fuck all. He kicked a few goals in his first year. Um, 
in the second half of his first year. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's and now they're trying to pinch hit him as a second ruckman. He's just not getting enough of the ball there either. No, and look, you got Buddy. Like he, you know, you can say his form's been erratic or whatever. He's still far more dangerous than Tippett. He's been good this year, buddy. Uh, uh, Franklin, I can't call him buddy. Um, <laughs> he's um, without being as good as he was last year. He was brilliant last year, um, but he's still very much being a contributor. But it does look like Sydney's um, plan is all right. Let's kick it along to him and see what he can do. Um, and they haven't got the the little runners around him to pick it up and goal. Mm. Um, Lewis Jetter, I thought, had a bit of a shocker. I'll be honest. Um, I always sort of compare him with Cyril in that they're both very quick and you give them space and they can tear you up. But uh, Cyril had a lot of space. Jetta wasn't allowed so much and Jetta did some dumb shit. Oh, but with Rioli, he's um, inside is just so um, dangerous um, mm. when there's no space because he just bounces up and gets back to his feet. But with Jetta, last time they played Hawthorne, um, I said it was unusual how long his kick was. It was mm. it really caught me by surprise. Well, it looks like he listens because all he wanted to do was kick the ball sixty meters, and oh. it slid off the side of the boot and it just went nowhere. I was it just wasn't his, working for him. I was watching his technique actually. After you mentioned that, he seems to really um, spring out of his back foot. Like you see a lot of players, they kick sort of upright, and yeah. it's when they make contact with the ball, their non-kicking leg, the one they're standing on, is pretty much. Uh, perpendicular to the ground straight up and down yep. whereas with Jetta it seems like it's pushed like, further back like he leaps into it yes um, so maybe that's what gets him the distance but of course if you're doing that you're pushing the ball out further you're dropping it sort of more in a forward motion and it can slot off the boot the, mar- uh, the margin for error increases yeah when he's on he hits those and he hit a target 60-70 metres and looked brilliant doing it and then probably run up and catch the handball on the yeah. way out it- but when he's not that screws off and it's uh, out on the full and you look like a dick um, it wouldn't surprise me if he has changed his kicking action in the last year or, or two years because it, it does look like it's a, a brand new tool that he's got and he's so mm. excited to use it um, that it looked like that was all he was looking to use, um, <laughs> which is, uh, we call that Corey McKernan syndrome, um, where you can only kick the ball 60 metres. Uh, you can't kick it anywhere else mm. lower than that. When all you've got to hammer, everything looks like a nail. That's it. Um, and poor old uh, Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, fucking Ted Richards. Um, yep. 245 games or, or something like that, and he's serving his first suspension. A uh, bit unlucky, but uh, somebody had to go the proper way for the unsociable action. Uh, better him than Luke Parker, who goes for the karate kick to the nuts. <laughs> but surely if you've got 245 games, it's like when you get... Uh, you get a, one, don't you? You get a fine from the police. If you've been speeding a 10 years a good record, you can say, yeah, oh, come, come on, on, can I get a warning this time? I, I reckon it's probably fair enough, too. You go 200-plus games without serving one, you can have one in the back. Uh, Absolutely. I reckon every 100 games, you get a one uh, mulligan. Yeah. Like, and uh, they'll, they'll knock uh, knock one on its head. Yeah, like, you don't have to go Barry Hall on it. No, I but think you there's go, a fair oh, use policy mate, involved. Look, you know, you get one for an early... Yeah, make it 200 games without suspension is worth one game. So he got two down to one with an early plea, plus he can cash in his 200-game token and get another game off. He can play this week. I think that's fair enough. Actually, come to think of it, it might be kind of lucky they haven't done that because Boomer coming up his 400th. He cashed four games in on one event. Yeah, I think I did say 200 games without a suspension. I don't think Boomer's gone 20 games without a suspension. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> um, but look, it's, uh, the only worry for Hawthorne here was uh, can they carry that kind of form all the way through to October? Nah. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just saying no to be unsociable. I mean, they very well could. Um, but uh, look, look, before the Fremantle game, they they were winning ugly. Now they're winning absolutely stunningly beautiful. I mean, even uh, Showmakers is going to make life very hard for the selectors because uh, he, he had another great game. Um, and, and Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And so did Spanger. Um, and it's going to be very hard for them both to stay on the side once uh, Frawley comes back. Well, you look at that. Frawley's uh, one or two weeks away with his shoulder. He'll come back and he'll be as strong as ever. Uh, White Cross is the same. Uh, Roughhead is going to come back. and Well, Roughhead even- played this game. He kicked five. Yeah, he was a, a, a test. I don't know how they test for a lip. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he not even the bolts running into his back could stop him, uh, which that was just fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, what more can you say about the stadium? Nobody likes playing there um, except the AFL connections that are connected to the owners of the stadium. Yeah, uh, look, I think they're the only ones that enjoy it. I mean, when you're doing a football ground, yeah, you know, you've got to look after a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. a lot to organise and everything, but making sure there's no bolts protruding in the playing area. Granted, it's right at the edge of the playing area, but but also it's like fucking basic. Yeah, and they said there was a um, the ball boy sat there. You know, last time they played there, I'm like, well, okay, so you're relying on the ball boy to cover it up for you. Yeah, yeah the ball boy is going to sit in work. the way of a hundred kilo bloke coming in at Mach three. But after you've seen one of the players uh, rip his back up going over it and being replayed a fair number of times, ripped his guernsey up, um, you go and do something about it, wouldn't you? Or would you wait until the TV cameras got there instead? Yeah, that's the only reason they covered it up was because um, with, with a bar mat, essentially. Yeah, well, fucking put something on it. But anyway. Um, I'd, I'd love to be uh, a fly on the wall in the negotiations with uh, ANZ Stadium because the contra- <laughs> contract's up end of next year. So they're obviously they're in talks now for what's going to happen after it. You're going to just walk in and go, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk out. Just the Godfather style. Here's my offer. Nothing. <laughs> Here's my offer. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but yeah, and, um- and look, um, it was funny again that uh, uh, losing um, big to Hawthorne is... Uh, given us another knee-jerk reaction that um, Sydney are now not capable and um, they're too shallow, um, they don't have the depth. Look, they came up against the side that was playing to the best of their ability and they lost. That's going to happen. Well, like I was saying last week, Hawthorne are playing finals football. Um, They're playing like every possession matters, which is the way you play finals. Well, it's the way these players need to because... um, They have to keep their spot. They have to keep their spot. And another part of that is... Premierships are as often made off the ground in their um, availability list. Yep. Hawthorne are only missing one player. Uh, 
Caden Brand, who's a rookie-listed player anyway, he's out with a shoulder for the season. Everyone else is going to be available in a week or two. Uh, Duria, Frawley, Roughhead and Whitecross are all going to be available in the next two weeks. I think the uh, the Box Hill Hawks had a 100-point win again on the on the weekend too. Um, poor old Alex Woodward's done his ACL for the third time. Um, so he's, yeah, uh, poor lad. he's out for another one. So he'll go up on that list, injury list in a minute. Um, look, there's so many players in the VFL side who should be in an AFL side, but they just can't get in. Um, actually, he was just checking. Will Langford play? Or is he injured as well? Uh, well, he's not injured, no, I don't he, believe. He, I think he's only just come back from an injury. Or, yeah, I, I think he's had a niggle. Um, so, you know, there's another one that's got to come back in. Um, Jonathan O'Rourke was a big um, off-season get, and he uh, hasn't been seen for the last couple of months. Um, so he's... Uh, not even in the best players for Box Hill. I'll tell you what, if you're a, a list manager at any other club, you'd be going to all those players at the Box Hill Hawks who are smashing it and just at least getting them to have a conversation. Well, you got to, and, you know, there's obviously... A, you're not fucking doing your job otherwise. They lost a few last season um, with um, Hallahan and, um, uh, oh, God, Luke Loudon and uh, Kyle Chaney. Um, so there's going to be a few more because all, all the senior guys are... Playing the, the the best six players are the senior guys, yeah, and they've all signed on for another year. Well, I know North picked up uh, Sam Gibson, and he's been a fantastic pickup. A couple of years, couple of years back, a couple of years back. I don't know if he was a Hawthorne player or if he was just a Box Hill. Player. I think it was it was Box Hill captain. Yeah, so but, I don't um, think he was on the Hawthorne list. I could, I could be wrong, but I don't think he was when he got um, picked up by North. No, he was mature age. I, I don't think he was on Hawthorne's yeah. list exactly, but he you know oh he's was, obviously around the place. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll uh, move on from that to Frio Carlton in a game that I don't think uh, many people gave a shot about? Well, Frio needed to show something after uh, poleaxing the week before. Um, and uh, one of the criticisms of them is they haven't um, been able to score. Uh, at least they got near the 100-point mark. Um, 13 goals isn't really enough, um, but at least they got up there. Uh, Chris Main at a, at a blinder took it some nice marks up forward um, and kicked the lazy four. Hmm. Um, Pav... Uh, Wasted a few. Let's say that. To me, free managers didn't seem in- interested. Like It seems like they need to be pushed. And you look at uh, Fife, 23 possessions, which is good for some players, but for him, you'd have to think he's kind of phoned it in a bit. Well, um, did... Um, what's his name play on him? Uh, Kerno? Yes, I believe he did. Well, Kerno's had 32 touches. Gave him a fair bath. So, uh, I think he was playing fairly wide of him, in in all honesty. By but, the sounds of it. But if, if Kerno's... I'll tell you what, when you're going into this game, if you're going to tell me that Ed Kerno's going to get 10 more possessions than Nat Five, I'd give you pretty long odds. You, pretty long odds on that. You, you'd reckon that uh, Nat Five would be looking at this as another three-vote opportunity, but um, not to be. Um, but uh, for Carlton, you know, they showed up. Um, they're... Uh, not going to trouble uh, many of the top sides, but um, at least they've shown some endeavour um, since they've lost Mick Malthouse, uh, and they've got to do that to justify um, their contracts uh, when it comes to the end of the year, and whoever the new coach is has got to see something from mm. them. Well, there'd be a few blokes who'd be pretty worried. I mean, you're going to have to build something, so you're going to need trade bait. And at this moment, I'd say Casbolt, Menzel, probably Henderson as well. Not Menzel. Blokes- not Menzel. No way. You can't get rid of Menzel. See, he's a fantastic talent when he's on, but he's it's so right. often he's carrying something. Yeah, but he's so young, though. It's only like his second mm. or third year. Yeah, um, he, he, he's an absolute. He's going to be an absolute superstar for the right price. I reckon you'd probably move him on. Uh, there's about five players there. I reckon are untouchable, and he's one of them. Yeah, 
to me, I'd have Colonel uh, Murphy. Oh, yeah, no, I'll put Murphy on this. Um, no, you can't trade out your captain. I, I, I know that they've already said No, no, it. I'd have Colonel Murphy stay. Oh, like, sorry, sorry. They're my yeah, untouchables. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think trading your captain is something you really have to be fucking desperate to <laughs> yeah. do. Um, uh, Buckley and Cruiser, only because they've invested so much into his niece, you've got to get a return on that investment. Casbolt. <laughs> um, when he he takes those screaming marks and you're just thinking, wow, this, this guy's something special, and then he fucking kicks it way out on the full. So, I don't know, do you move him as a loose man out back, that, which is so popular these days as a position? You, I've got to think about something. Um, you, you he's, do sh- something. he's too good to, to give away. But if somebody came to you with the right price, you'd look at it. Oh, I look, if, if someone came and said, oh, we're trading, I don't know, fucking... Um, a first-round draft pick? Yeah, you got to think about it. If it's a top ten draft pick, geez, it's it's, uh, it's hard to say no. But I think his his marking's too good to ignore. And you're right; maybe it does mean he he goes down back. Um, but I don't know how good his engine is. Yeah, that that wasn't my application for the job either. I I I don't want to coach Carlton. Oh, I'll take the money for a year. You sack me, pay me out. <laughs> They'd give you a five year contract. <laughs> Six years in a movie. Um, but uh, anyway. Uh, on to Melbourne versus Brisbane. Couldn't pay me to go to this game. Oh, Lord. It, Gary Lyon had a great quote saying that it was the worst win he's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still a win you take because uh, if you're a Melbourne fan, you've you've probably actually got more wins than you thought you would. Uh, I think they've got uh, five wins at the moment. Sitting 15th. Yep, they're 5 and 10, which uh, is above par. I reckon for where I thought they'd be at the start I of the year. I think yeah, it's a, it's about right on par. I, I didn't think they'd get uh, much higher. I thought they'd have five for the 15th. season, and it looks like they if they can pick up another sneaky one at some stage, they'll have done better than I tipped them to do. Look, not as good as they would have hoped to have done. But and, and let's face it, they've been struggling for wins in the last five or six years. So an ugly win is a pretty rare commodity for them. Yeah, and they they got smashed in most stats. Like they had fewer disposals. They didn't get as many free kicks, but a small amount. Uh, they got smashed half, in clearances, half the clearances. Which Brisbane was much maligned uh, midfield. Is, no, they got a good midfield. Is they're much maligned everywhere else. Well, their midfield hasn't been doing what it should be doing. Like their midfield is talented. I think, but they haven't been delivering for a lot of the games. No, I think that they're if you go over the last um, six games, their first three quarters have been really, really good. And especially their midfield, you know, Beams has finally settled in. Um, Zorko and Rockcliffe, when he's not breaking ribs, um, has been good. But they've just got nothing up forward, and uh, probably one down back being um, Sauce Bottle Merritt. Uh, Merritt is one of the best backmen going around. He just hasn't been able to stay fit. Yeah. Um, actually, this is probably the first game where Christensen, to me, has shown why he's worth having. He justified his place. Yeah. Fair um, enough too. I uh, he hasn't done a lot this season. I don't know if he's carrying an injury or something, but I think he's got to show a lot more. Even though he showed a bit in this match, that's got to be his base. Yeah. He has to really yep. step it up another level again. Uh-huh. Uh, otherwise, he's going to get left out of the side. Um, Mick Stays had a good couple of games, um, so it's a shame to see that uh, he wasn't in amongst it on this one. Um, one point for Melbourne, though. Um, obviously, big Hulk Hogan's had a good one. Um, he slotted in the, the, the four majors. And they're talking about how um, he he might just pop up for a, a, the NAB Rising Star at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't. Because um, I'll be honest, I think that Melbourne have managed him very well in that he's sort of three weeks in, one week out you know, type of stuff. 
Um, but they're playing they, the long game with him. They're playing the long game with him, absolutely, because they know that they threw Jack Watts to the sword, and it didn't work. Um, so, but at the same time, it does seem to be they go like, "Oh, it's Hawthorne this week. Yeah, you might have a rest." You know, he's missing the big games. Actually, with Hogan, there was an interesting thing to come out that uh, Angus Brayshaw had a decent game. And uh, a decent season. His uncle, James, yep. uh, decided to take his kids to go down and see uh, his... Brayshaw's, uh, James's yeah. kids. Yeah, James's yes. kids could see their um, second cousin, cousin. whatever, uh, regular cousin, um, take him over to, you know, say day, and he got invited down to the rooms. And, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a weird situation because obviously, you know, being involved with North Melbourne Footy Club pretty heavily... Uh, he went to have a bit of a chat to Hogan to say good game, and fuck <laughs> me, they stepped in. <laughs> of course uh, they did. They're like, yeah, see, uh, here's, uh, here's where you're going, just to move right away from there, champ. Yeah. And look, i tell you what, uh, if he, I really hope he managed to go back in and have another quiet word, because fuck, every team could use a, a Hogan on their list. I don't think he's going anywhere. Don't no, think he's you, going anywhere, but I'll tell you what, you've got to give it a crack. Fuck yeah. <laughs> have a go it, that it's shit. just like the 10 at the bar. I haven't got a chance here, but... You know, dogs. Uh, sun even shines on a dog's ass some days. Maybe you'd have a quiet word to Max Gorn, I don't know. But, uh, look, Melbourne, they're... Like, they're, it, they're playing. Yeah, At and, least they're not an embarrassment. And, look, if you can if you can be kind of a bit disappointed in a win, it's better than being a bit disappointed in a loss. So yep. I think that's the way to put it. Look, if, if you can get out there and go, yeah, it was a crap win, but it was still a win... I'll move on. You can you can get next week happening. And look, let's face it for the game, 12 goals in pretty... It was a damn good conditions um, in the MCG on a Sunday. And 12 goals just doesn't really... Uh, I think it shows what the school level is like. Yep. But um, on, so on to the biggest uh, contest of the weekend was the, the uh, annual showdown. Um, sorry, should say, is it biannual if it happens twice a year or does that mean it happens every two years? Um, happens twice a year anyway. Um, well, the showdown. The showdown. Yeah, fuck it. Um, and obviously an emotional one, but enough's been said about that. Um, at the end of the day, cracking game of footy. Oh, it was an absolute belter. And, uh, you know, spending uh, uni years at Adelaide, I know a few guys that go for both teams. Uh, a lot of them went to the game and just said, never anything like it. Because, yeah. you know... I, the hatred was put aside for one day. It was. And for Port and Adelaide supporters, that's a fair fucking whack. <laughs> but uh, look, the Port supporters, you know, they... Still got up and yelled and cheered, but there was none of the <laughs> rank abuse yeah. that you could sometimes get. Uh, and same with the Adelaide supporters. Um, everyone was kind of... They were very intense about the contest, but they realised that um, this game was also about finally saying goodbye to yeah. Morshi. And, you know, his daughter was there, and um, I did see uh, at the end of the game, big Tex Walker gave her a bit of a hug and said something in her ear. I don't know what it was. But... Um, there was a lot of, uh, very much a family vibe. Yeah, and it is good that, to show that, you know, and um, try and uh, help them help themselves with the grieving process, both teams. Hmm. But, um, and like we said last week, I hope that this can t- kind of tie a bow in it, hmm. um, on it, because um, you do need to move on. Otherwise, um, you know, you, you're, you're still living back there, and at the end of the day, you, you've got to move on, not just in a football sense, but in a personal sense. And look, I think choice. I think about now with the renaming of the medal as well to the Phil Walsh medal. Yeah, just for this year. Um, I don't think they're going to do it permanently. See, I, I it. think making it permanent would be fine. I got no um, problem with it. But, but I think everything uh, that needs to be said has been said now. Yep. Um, you know, there are 
people will uh, still be moving on in their own personal ways, but I think the the grand gestures have uh, been done, and it yeah. now is up to individuals on how they get along with their life. Um, so, uh, but anyway, a, a cracking game of footy, and I think oh, the closest uh, the closest showdown ever in uh, three points. And um, I was fortunate that I got to watch um, the last few minutes um, as Port stormed home. I was stuck to the screen, um, um, not in the dodgy way of you know your parents like coming you home usually quickly. are. Yeah, um, and on to the other emotional match for the weekend it was Maddie's match um, with St Kilda and Richmond. I thought it was almost amusing during the week that um, Doc Larkin said he doesn't think that uh, uh, Rue's going to get up for uh, it. I'm like, fuck off. Fuck he's me. playing. We we called this. We said it doesn't matter if he has to amputate his fucking foot. He's not a there. difficult call at all either. I mean, no. Do you think he's going to play? Yeah, he's fucking playing, mate. Don't worry about it. Do you, um, I don't know if you were there, but I was at um, Ben Cousins' last game for Richmond. He pulled his hamstring off the bone, and he's still playing. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's his last game. He's playing, mate. It's Look, the same thing. I fucking dare any coach or club doctor to drop a bloke in this sort of event. Well, what's it going to do? Cost don't. them their finals? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking St. Kilda. It'll be their best gate-taking for the year. Oh, by more. But look, um, the Revolt Cousins, they set this whole thing up as a tribute to Maddie, And, you know, they, they went to the ground together. Um, yeah. They did the whole uh, whole interview I, afterwards. I, I, and I it was think emotion they, filled. I think they did interviews all week, yeah. just about. Um, and I've got to say, the uh, purple-backed Guernsey didn't look horrible. No. Like, it's, it's weird. It doesn't suit it at all. But you go, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see what you're doing. Um, Frio might have been like, hang on, guys. We're a fucking, <laughs> we fucking monopoly on this shit. Yeah, you wouldn't think there'd be many fights of a purple. Yeah, but, well, no. But, you know, if you've got purple, you make it your own. And that's what Frio have done. You know, we're the purple haze. Um, but, uh, yeah, Saints doing a bit of gimmick infringement late in the season there. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, dare anybody to say anything about it. What oh, are you going to do? fuck me. You'd, you'd yeah. have to be uh, a heartless Disney lawyer or something to yeah. get that shit done. Good luck with that. But uh, looking at the game, Armitage, I thought, he's he has done himself absolutely no harm in the last month and a half. Absolute breakout year. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him pop up on the uh, All-Australian team, maybe even on the bench. Well, I, I think he's actually one of the leading uh, d- disposal getters. He has had just a fantastic season. Yeah, he's gone to um, uh, to, to one of the, the elites. Yeah. yeah, number two, there you go. The only guy above him is Hanabry, who, well, he's, he's, he's been spectacular. Yep. Uh, he's, he's beating Prittis, Gaff, Fife, Kennedy, Beams, Pendlebury, Mitchell. All these guys are in Brownlow contention. Well, he's beaten everybody except Dan Hennebury. Well, yeah. But uh, in a team that is in no danger of making finals this year or next year, you'd have to say, he is looking at a bloke you'd build a team around. Um, and on the Tigers side of things, I mean, it's the usual usual crew, Delidio, Martin and uh, Cochin that are having uh, the ball amongst themselves. And Jackie Boy popped up for another couple. Um, he, he's done well this year. Um, Jack Rewalt with running up the ground more using more space to run through mm. um, which is uh, funny when you think about it that that's been um, Nick Rewalt's game his entire career and now they've just tweaked that Jack can play further up the ground than the goal square no, um, they're, they're claiming they nicked that from the way they played Richo yeah, yeah good move um, so uh, yeah it's, it's good to see that um, uh, let, let's say he's reached um, where he you, you'd expect his peak years to be mm. and they've shown another way that he can um, improve and add more to the side which is fantastic to see and you've got to say Taylor Hunt slotted in well um, from, from mm. coming from Geelong this year um, Alex Rance uh, enjoyed another uh, good game He's um, since he's signed on he's had a really good year with them Look, 
most players you see, they sign on to decent length contracts and the hunger kind of goes. Goes, yeah. Not yeah. rants. Um, we were at the game where he'd only just signed on against um, Essendon, I believe. Yeah. And he was fired up. He he came out and just gave everyone an absolute toweling. And then he backed it up in the, in the game against Sydney. Yeah, and I I cannot think who I'd, I'd want ahead of him at the fullback spot. Not at the minute. No, he's, he's done exceptionally well. Um, every every time there's a contest, he is in there, and he also keeps his feet, which is something that frustrates the fuck out of him as he back and go to ground. Absolutely, he, he stopped the stupid mistakes, hmm. um, which is a good thing uh, for him. Um, Sean Hampson actually got more hitouts than Ivan Marrick. Marrick coming back after suspension, um, so Hampson's done his uh, his chances for a, another few games, no harm whatsoever. Um, which is good to see because you know um, they want more shots of uh, what's the name of the crowd. I've just gone blank. <laughs> Megan Gale. Um, yeah, great, great recruitment, that one. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, that's right, that's why I brought up the Purple Guernseys, because um, you've got one team in Purple and the other team playing in WA Guernseys. Yeah, this is as close to a derby at Etihad Stadium <laughs> you're going to get. Um, there we go. It was a long time. I just remembered why I brought up the Purple. It was good to see St Kilda come back to Like They were almost 10 goals down um, at three-quarter time, time and managed to you know, bring it back to a respectable level. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, they the, were never really going to get home, I don't think. They kind of ran out of legs, and Richmond just sort of said, hang on, lads, let's just ice this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, Hardwick would have been very happy with, uh, what was it, seven goals to nothing in the final term or something silly like that. Yeah, uh, well, I don't imagine any coach would uh, accept that as something they'd endorse. Cue, but cue in the rack a little bit early. Yeah, you'd, um, you'd want to fix that shit up. But, uh, yeah, look, they got the job done, and uh, look, Good, especially in the middle of the game. I'll tell you what, that's not a bad wrap-up for considering how little football I watched over the weekend. <laughs> anyway, on to round 16. Um, Friday night, we got uh, Carlton hosting Hawthorne at the M- uh, Etihad. Oh, fuck, I was hoping it was at MCG. I would have gone. Um, ooh, geez, it could get ugly. Oh, I tell you what, Carlton are paying 15 to 1. Um, I think... I'll, you, I'll make it 20. I don't think Carlton have beaten Hawthorne in, since, like, in nearly 10 years uh, as well. It's been quite a while. Well, they're going to have to go another year without it because uh, they're not winning this game. Uh, the scary thing is this is the first of two games against Hawthorne they've got for the rest of the year. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's see how they go. Uh, I'm going to tip Hawthorne in this one, just. Look, if Carlton can get out of this without getting heavily injured, that'll be a win. I'm tipping Hawthorne just to beat 100 points uh, margin. Uh, on to game number two. GWS uh, hosting Geelong. This could be very interesting. This is going to be a fantastic game to watch. This um, could be finals deciding. It's not good enough that I'd go to Canberra for it, even if I lived in Canberra. Oh, fuck, is but, it Canberra? But um, I think it's going to be a fantastic game to watch just because Geelong need to show something because they're not playing finals unless they can have a massive run. GWS need to put away teams like Geelong to keep their final spot. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, GWS sitting seventh at the minute. Um, so it, there is going to be another t- team, I reckon, come out. Um, and North Melbourne are probably going to be one of them because they've got a better second half of the year draw. Well, it's either North or Collingwood. Uh, I, th- I think Collingwood are going to fade away a little bit, and especially now with Cloak out and Elliot's in trouble. So you'd expect North to come into the eight, which means somebody's got to go out. Well, and it's probably going to be the Bulldogs or the Giants, whoever uh, gets another injury or, or drop off a of form. We look at it. It's, there's only uh, one game between Bulldogs, Giants, Crows, Collingwood, North Melbourne. Um, North Melbourne's got the better draw, but you know, it depends on which North Melbourne turns up. And Adela- a shit percentage. Yeah, 
Adelaide and um, GWS are the two teams that you expect to hold. Yeah, and Bulldogs, they're kind of neither here nor... They have a great week, they have a crap week, and it can kind of go either way. But it's that 6th, 7th, 8th that's going to be really hard fought. Um, but the point is, if Geelong wants to stay into inside the 8, one of the teams that can get them out of there is the Cats. So this is a good chance to stamp their authority there. Geelong want to get inside the 8, yeah. Uh, sorry, Giants, I said. Did I? No. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway... Um, so I think uh, I think the Giants might actually do it up there. I do too. I reckon... Um, is Selwood back this week or has he got one more suspension? He only served one week, didn't he? Uh, you know, I think he's... I actually think he's back. Um, I think he's only a one-week suspension. I don't think it was two. Available round 17. So no, it was a two weeks. Nope. Two weeks throughout. So that's... Yeah, I'm definitely tipping the Giants then. No, he's available. We're playing... Round 17. Uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so he, he will play. But uh, I still think the Giants are going to get it. I think uh, if if Patful does come straight back into the side, it could be very interesting to see how he does. But uh, I just think the Giants have got too much run. I think they will run them absolutely ragged. I think so too. So, well, we're in agreement. That's a fucking change. Um, Adelaide uh, and the Suns, I think we're going to agree on this one too. Yeah, Adelaide hosting Suns. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how many uh, what they do with Ablett. Um, if they can control him because the Suns aren't as shocking with him in the side um, but they're still going to get pumped at Adelaide Oval well the Suns have got a shit injury list um, you know they're, they've been slaughtered um, I really don't see them competing anywhere near Adelaide's level look the one thing about the Suns was um, Harley Burnell um, who's obviously had these troubles with taking drugs two years ago um, he had 37 touches and a couple of goals in the twos um, so that's not a bad day out at all. Well, it's funny how on the injury list they've got him down as wellness. Um, well, I guess him, so. Put him back in the side. Uh, if you're going to punish people for taking recreational drugs... Two years ago. Yeah, there's going to be a lot fewer players running around. And personally, I reckon it was two years ago. Um, look, it's he's only getting in trouble because of the look. Um, mm-hmm. And he's out of the side so that he doesn't have to deal with scrutiny, which is fair enough on that side of things. I, I like that looking after it. But I don't think he should be punished. You, Look, I can kind of understand, especially with Gold Coast having their uh, reputation as the party club for a little bit. Uh, Rocket Eaters come in and said, this shit ain't going to fly. And he sort of put his foot down on this one thing. So, you know, as a, as a gesture, it says, if you lads are going to fuck around on the weekend, you're yeah. not going to be playing. Um, Look, end that's of the, done. End of the day, they're a, a football club. He's in their best 22, should be playing. Yep, yeah, I, I agree, but... And especially because you look at the injuries, they've got, you know, Ellis is out, Garlic. Fuck, fuck loads of injuries. Um, O'Meara, Prestia, Saad, Stanley, Swallow. All these guys are out and, you know, uh, Saad will be coming back, but Swallow's done for the season, uh, O'Meara's done for the season, Garla, yeah, a few others. Yeah. Uh, they need every cool head they can get. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to play finals, but they need to show something um, for a team that needs to get support. Um, on to Richmond, hosting Fremantle at the MCG on Ooh, Saturday the, afternoon. The return leg of the upset Richmond win. And one of Fremantle's two games at the MCG um, during the regular season. And the funny part, uh, for a team that's uh, sitting quite pretty at, at uh, the top of the ladder, they're going to come in Underdogs. as the underdog. Uh, Richmond are $1.85 versus uh, Dockers $1.95. I think that's accurate. I actually think Richmond are in better form. Uh, they're at their home ground. And the Dockers seem to be uh, recovering from a pretty 
ordinary couple of weeks. They've played ordinary for quite a while, um, and then since they, the break, really, I think uh, even even before it. I mean, they struggled to get over the line against Gold Coast before the break. I think it and was. They obviously lost to Richmond. They lost to at Richmond. Home. Um, look, I, I think that the Dockers won't lose to Richmond twice. I I, I can't see it happening. Um, Richmond uh, will miss Shane Edwards. Um, this mm. will be he, obviously he was out last week as well. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how Sean Hampson goes against um, Sanderlands. Uh, Ivan Marrick's used to it a little bit, and he's going to be that bash and crash type. I think um, you have to with Sanderlands because oh, well, it's what you, every club you can't does. outreach him. You just have to out out hustle him and get physical. Um, I'd love to see if Fife and Martin go head to head, especially since Fife needs to be very careful. He doesn't get another fine. <laughs> Whereas Martin, Martin doesn't give a fuck. He gets money put into a separate account just because he knows there will be one. Like we we pointed out a few weeks ago, there might be a few bikies who got a couple of bucks on somebody else for the Brownlow. <laughs> there might be a few more dollars in his account. And Martin, just a little bit of niggle, dude. Thank you nicely. Um, so uh, yeah, I, look, I, I think Frio, um, but. Jeez, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if the Tigers went to two and zero against them for the year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on the yellow and black bandwagon for this one. I think they're going to start their nice little. About now it was last year where they started their September tilt. It was. Um, I mean, you know, they're in a much better spot this year, but uh, I think that bandwagon is going to need another track on the back because they're going to get home here. Uh, damn it! It's in the wet too, and, and uh, Fremantle haven't played well in the wet this year. Uh, on to Essendon v Port Adelaide. Um, it'll be the first return to Melbourne for Paddy Ryder playing against his old side. Um, I think finals are already out of the question for Essendon, and if Port don't win this, then finals are out of the question for them too. Well, Port are six and nine. They'd have to pretty much win every remaining game, and then results go their way to well, play I, finals. Twelve wins is usually enough, um, but there are there is the draw. Um, with Adelaide and um, Geelong, all the split points this year, so that's going to make that hard as well. So six wins, you got uh, uh, they need se- uh, six wins from seven games, um, maybe. Um, so it is very hard from here on in. Um, you know they've got another trip to uh, Melbourne to play Hawthorne yet. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be a, a, a tough ask for them. What's their their form like? Uh, one win from the last five outings. So yeah, they need this one. To put it to put it bluntly, and Paddy Ryder needs a big game. He wasn't too bad in the showdown. He kept the couple, um, and that's what he should be doing as, as yeah. a forward ruckman. Um, that's obviously what they want him to do. Um, so I think it's the first time he's kicked multiple goals for Port. Mm. So um, well, both teams got similar form, but I think Port has got a much better upside, especially uh, looking at. Joe Watson being out, out and for the season, yeah. There's even talk that uh, he might be out for longer than that. He might yeah, be uh, yeah. putting other boots. Bomber Thompson was letting that one slip on the weekend. Um, loves a chat, Bomber, these days. Well, I think uh, any news out of Essendon that doesn't involve supplements or is, Paul, a, or Paul is a good Riddle. day. <laughs> but, yeah, look, uh, I think Port are going to be too strong. I think I they're, think so uh, especially as bad as North Melbourne were, Essendon were worse. And I think we're going to see another result like that. Port may not play brilliant, but they'll cover off uh, Essendon quite nicely. I'll tell you what, Bagley versus uh, Wingard would be a great, uh, a, a great show, and Gray versus Heppel. Uh, that'll be interesting if that happens. As I well. don't think those two will get near each other. I think they'll I think be uh, chasing the ball, both of them. Which is, I think, that's better to watch. To be honest, Brisbane Lions hosting North Melbourne. Um, North Melbourne need percentage. Yep, which probably means they're going to lose. Um, <laughs> 
North uh, lost up at the G uh, in the last match. Up at the Gabba. Up at the Gabba, sorry. Um, last year, was it? Yep. And with Boomer's 400th, I tell you what, if you go into quarter time with a losing score, Boomer's going to give him a spray. Um which would be kind of funny seeing him have a crack at Goldie, but... Uh, <laughs> He'd give it a go. He, he would. He would not back down. You can fucking guarantee that. He'd get in there as if it was his last dollar coin, um, which could be interesting for Goldstein. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, look, everything, every stat, every uh, line, everything says North Melbourne should come home with an emphatic win, uh, which is what, if you're a North Melbourne supporter, makes you fucking worried because that's pretty much the ones they drop. Uh, surely um, it can't be two players play their 400th and lose this year. Surely it can't be. So I'm, I'm tipping a big win for, for the North. Well, um, the other thing is too, that if if Boomer plays this week and next week, he actually goes in front of Dustin Fletcher. Cause yeah, Fletcher he does, because Fletcher hasn't played since. Yeah. Um, and another thing in the week, uh, Boomer was saying that he reckons he it, might very well be the last person to get 400. Um, well... He- Maybe, but I mean, Adam Goods isn't that far off. If he plays next year, I think he gets close. Um, uh, I think but, Goods is around 360, 358, somewhere in there. Yeah. So we need another couple of seasons. Could be a little bit higher. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. I think if he plays every game this year in a couple of finals and every game next year in a couple of finals, he can get there from memory. But I could be wrong. Anyway, um, North. Yeah, I, I'm I'm cautiously tipping North. <laughs> Bulldogs versus Collingwood. I think what this a is fascinating fantastic. game. Um, I don't think it's going to be pretty football, but I think it's going to be very interesting for setting up September. Um, certainly for the Bulldogs, they need this one, and it couldn't be a better time to come up against Collingwood with Cloak out. Um, Elliot didn't play last week, and I don't know if he's back this week either. I don't think he is. Um, it's going to be a great to see the young midfield versus the old midfield and mm. really see how um, how far um, along um, they've come. Um, I'm tipping Bontepelli to have a big one. Well, that's the funny thing, too. You look at form. Uh, Bulldogs come out four wins and a loss, and Collingwood one win and four losses, and yet Collingwood are favourites. Yeah. Um, just because I think Bulldogs haven't really shown much in the I, big games. I think there's more Collingwood supporters that have got money to burn. <laughs> or or dull checks. But um, yeah. oh, I, I think you can't, you can't really say this is a laydown for either team. Um, Collingwood have had a tough month um, mm. and they've put together a lot of honourable losses and that's going to wear thin after a while. Yeah. I think both teams will have their chances. Uh, Collingwood, I would say they'd accept a decent effort because this isn't their year. They know that they're yeah. not uh, they're not having a balls-to-the-wall tilt this year. You know, it's, it's funny. At the start of the year, I said Buckley would be one of the coaches in trouble because uh, if Collingwood misses out on finals, it'll be... Every year since he took over the reins, they've gone down on the ladder. I think they're going to miss out on finals, and I think he's done a, a really good job with his team. I think they're getting in the right direction, even though they've gone down the ladder. I'll again. say that too. I I was on the same boat. I thought uh, come round five, we could see uh, Eddie calling Bucks and saying, mate, uh, don't come Monday. No, I think he has done a spectacular, done or his recruiting team has done a spectacular job, which obviously is down to his instruction as yep, well. Yeah, I of mean, course, if, of course. If the head coach is going to take the uh, the bullet when things go bad, he's got to take the plaudits when things go right too. Um, they're going to be damn strong next year and probably for the next four or five years if they can keep the team together. I, I think the way they're going with uh, Penelope and Swan entering entering the last few years of their careers, um, they're well set up. they got the guys who are the right age and the right skill level ready to take over. Um, they're in a great spot. They're not going to play finals this year, but um, they've still got to be happy with the year, I think. 
but also when you're talking about developing young lads, off-field facilities matter, and they've got the best. Yeah, and um, that's why people go to Collingwood. The best of any sport in this country. It's why every um, free agent that comes up is linked to Collingwood, regardless. <laughs> I think their managers do that as well, just to drive the price up a little bit. Well, they yeah. drive past the Westpac Centre and go, yep, we're, we've been talking to Collingwood. I'll tell you what, if you can outbid Collingwood, uh, you're probably doing something illegal. <laughs> we- and uh, on to Carlton. Oh, no. Uh, sorry, that was a slip <laughs> of the mind. Um, Melbourne versus St Kilda. Um, look, on form, not a great game. <laughs> but uh, the Saints will want to show something here. Um, and, and Melbourne need to show that they've got some skill because even though they won ugly, they don't want to win ugly again. I mean, does I reckon, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I reckon they're going to get smashed. I reckon Saints are going to absolutely come out of the blocks um, so fucking intense. And just give them an absolute hiding. Uh, Armitage will pull down 40 possessions, and you're going to see uh, probably Bruce well, dominate down there too. Both Bernie Vince and uh, Nat Jones, uh, Nathan Jones were a little bit quiet against Brisbane the week before. I don't think you can keep both of them quiet two weeks in a row. Not the way they've been playing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one of them um, going uh, head-to-head against uh, Armitage is going to be a, a good battle. I hope it's a good battle. See, to me, Jones plays best when he's um, he's being uh, physical. Like, yep. when you've got the opposition player trying to manhandle him, which I'm still surprised people do, because he's hard as a coffin nail, yeah. that bloke. Why would you do it? But uh, when he's up against the more skillful and slick players, he seems to drop off a little bit. He, he doesn't have uh, the pace or the youth of some of the other lads, but he makes up for it with sheer tenacity. Um, I think that could work against him in this match. Um, it was the best move that they've made, um, making him captain. Oh, even, even even better than getting Paul Roos as coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so on to the final game, which on paper looks like the match of the round. Um, but I think in reality, this might turn ugly. Um, West Coast hosting Sydney. Sydney without Tippett, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, without Ted Richards, who got one game for his uh, bump. Um Interesting though that McGovern's out for the Eagles. See, he would have gone to Franklin if McGovern was in. This would be a laydown misery for West Coast. Um, I think so too. With him out, it becomes tougher. It, it means that um, Sydney can win by freak, um, and by that I mean mm. um, if you remember last year when Sydney beat Port, they won by freak. Yeah. Um, sometimes you, you got to win by systems and um, a greater team effort. Um, if Franklin has a day out uh, against whoever they're going to put up against him, um, it, it could be just that they win just off that. Um, having said that, I don't think they will. I think uh, West Coast are going to uh, run with this one. Well, this will be decided in the first shot Franklin has. If he if sprays on, it out on the full, uh, all your money's on West Coast. If he pulls one out of the pocket over his shoulder behind the back sort of thing, uh, put the put the house on the swans because I, I actually agree. Um, it'll be uh, flair and raw natural talent that'll get Sydney over the line if they win. Uh, if Buddy's having a bad day or if uh, Hanabry has a bit of a knock, the engine room of West Coast just goes run right over them. They'll kill them in the clearances and they'll just absolutely destroy them. And like we said, West Coast in the next... Uh, they play the other top four teams in the next uh, four games um, with a, a nice trip to the Gold Coast in between. And they play them all at home, uh, which is very fortunate for them. Um, that they need to win at least two of those games to give themselves um, a, a certain top two. Well, that's they're, they're second, and honestly, I I don't 
Well, you're not going to yeah. see them finish below uh, third, you'd think, because they've well, got... How, uh, how, how stupid is it that they're second, 156, and their percentage could be the problem? <laughs> <laughs> because Hawthorne are 159. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, but look, that could be the way it goes. Um, well, yeah, but the, I think West Coast is going to win this. Maybe West Coast come out and think, well, fuck Sydney giving Hawthorne that percentage. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to take it back. We're going to double dip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same. West Coast, uh, for me, over there, uh, Sydney are taking the longest trip in footy, and I think it's going to hurt them. I just, think they'll get pounded. Just quietly, if Richmond upset Frio again, and West Coast do a number on um, Sydney, Sydney could drop out of the top four, and Richmond could be a top four side. How's that for a fucking joke? I tell you what, get on the fucking bandwagon. They're coming home. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so that'll do it for round 16. I, hopefully I can actually get to a game this weekend. Um, I'm sure I'm, we'll get to a couple. I'm not moving furniture again. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> all, right, all right. Catch you on. See you next Tuesday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.